Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you're a fucking asshole. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on in Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review for AIW's Go For Broke Episode 9. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please Rate, review, and subscribe. You're able to listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at Maneuver. Net. Like I said, this is a review for AIW's Go For Broke Episode 9. And much like all the other Go For Broke episodes, it's the same panel. So we got myself, we have Charlie Butters. Hello. And we have Jay Gold. Hey, old. how are you? So we're nine episodes deep now. The next episode will be double digits. Uh, any thoughts on this tournament so far heading into this episode start with jay gold uh this episode as as all the other episodes very different from the week before this one was kind of careening towards a um uh wondering where this tournament is going to start looking for the the green light for the tournament so you have guys scrambling and uh and really trying to make an effort to uh to get as much as they can i'm sure we'll address that as we go but this was a very hectic sort of episode, totally different than last week with the with really good wrestling. This one is more of uh, a hold on tight and see where it takes you. How about you, Butters? Definitely a lot of intrigue, um, lots of moving pieces still, and uh, don't know where it's going to go. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on in the rankings, and just it keeps getting more uh, dense at the top with those rankings, and very interesting. Obviously, we'll get to it as the episode goes on but where we wind up at the end when it comes to first place is very very interesting and we'll see what happens next week because there's no way in hell this is going to continue on with the tie that we have at first place we went from the duke being that sole first place to now he's got some company they're not all in the rearview mirror anymore but we'll get to that as the episode goes on butters how this episode start we had our our nice recap which i may not have picked up on this before and everybody else might have but just listening to the the music in the recap this week there was a ticking clock that i noticed this time which probably has been there the whole time but uh it just really kind of set things uh set the mood for me like okay the clock's ticking like we gotta keep going here what's gonna happen so uh we got that uh we went into the leaderboard uh, which is very interesting. Uh, like you said, we had, you know, Duke still at the top. Then we had a bunch of people with 3,000 Biggins bucks, uh, that being Trey Lamar, Wes Barkley, Pretty Boy Smooth, and Ethan Wright. 
uh, Derek Dillinger, Philly Collins, Dominic Garini, Kaplan, Eric Taylor. A lot of guys still got some chances here. I mean, they got to pick up some wins quickly. Um, they want to keep them themselves relevant in the uh, top of the contention because we don't know when it's going to end, but I don't feel like it's going to be uh, you know a year from now. I think they got to they got to figure it out and make sure they got what they got as soon as possible, just in case. I didn't notice, or I haven't noticed the the ticking. Maybe just because um, how I'm watching it, I don't really I don't have headphones on and whatnot. But I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, there was like a couple different clocks there, and I'm just like, hmm, I wonder if those have always been there. I didn't get get a chance to go back and and listen to other ones yet but i have a feeling they probably have been because it's been a whole point of this like thing is like you never know when the clock's gonna strike you know uh and, and they're gonna start the tournament so it's like uh maybe it was always there but i just i thought it was really interesting that but, i noticed it this week specifically yeah and they did highlight the 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 cup this week um in that opening um fla- you know opening uh flashback whatever they call it you did get a chance to see the cup um, shimmering there as they went into the uh, last week review. So, um, you know, they're, they're really starting to highlight, you know, what's at stake here with those videos. I think we've seen the trophy. I think it might have been at least last week's, maybe the, even the week before, but it, it's never been something that's been on kind of display. It's like shown like briefly kind of in, the, in that opening segment stuff. Yeah, it's 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 in the background, but tonight, it, for some reason, it looked like it was really highlighted there when that video started. Yeah, it catches your attention. Like there's, yeah. like I think we're like kind of focusing more on stuff to 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 see, like you know, looking for little things here and there, and certain things catch your attention. And it's like it's probably always been there or been around and other things, but we just didn't notice it until now because we know things are starting to get you know more heated. So one thing I find. Uh, a little weird, you know, for as good of a competitor, the Duke is, he should have been like running away with this competition. Cause I feel like we haven't seen him in competition prior to this week in a while. Like I'm, I'm looking at cage match right now and I don't think he had a single match in May. Yeah. He kind of schemed a bit, um, for, for a few episodes where he wasn't actually in the ring. Um, but he did so well in the beginning of the season that, uh, he's, he's been able to bank a lot of money. Yeah. He didn't necessarily have to put himself through a bunch to get a bunch of money because he was at the top. So nobody else was even really sniffing his heels so he can just take a break. And, uh, no, it's kind of like the, uh, the rabbit in the hair or the, 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 the tortoise <laughs> in the hair, the yeah. rabbit in the hair. He got so that, he got rabbit that in the hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's fucking late. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got that so. whole he got that whole amount when he beat Brian Carson. I mean, he he was in it for a lot of that. I mean, he he really um uh he really built up his his reserves so he didn't have to put himself out as the as the episodes went on. Yeah, and that episode was the end of April. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I'd figure if I were the Duke, I would have been in in more matches. So like by now, I'd have like five thousand. So we'll see how uh, how next week and then any week after that plays out for him. But what was after that, Butters? So then we got a PB Smooth versus Kaplan vignette, which is a new type of vignette we we got this week. Something a little bit different with uh, both guys talking, uh, setting up that uh, this was going to be the main event tonight. Yeah, both guys talking all sorts of shit um strong words from both both sides kaplan uh, uh a little bit less um uh what what's the term uh he's he's a little bit less polished with his verbal tirades um but you could just tell the intensity on both of these guys they were they were really uh uh aiming to set up that main event it was that's that's the kind of hype i know butters you mentioned you love those vignettes to like lead up to something and though that that's all the kind of hype you need Yep, that does the job right there. Yeah, I like the the new kind of vignette we got with like, all right, we're not just profiling one wrestler. We're doing it for the actual match. And it's not the next match. It's the main event. So kind of set the tone for the episode of we knew where we were going to end. And I was really excited to see that match. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that shortly. But after that, we did get into a match. 
we got Ethan Wright versus Marino Tenaglia. So we saw last week Ethan Wright kind of talking a little bit of shit to PME and well, not really going to have a tag team match here. Not going to have a handicap match, but we're going to have Ethan Wright against one half of PME, Marino Tenaglia. Thoughts on this match, Jay Gold? I mean, we wanted to see Ethan Wright using this um, um, Academy Killer gimmick, and we were getting excited as he moves up the ladder. And to our much to our enjoyment, he moved up the ladder this week to wrestle one of the tag champs, who just happens to be an, a graduate of the Academy. Um, and I got it. You know, Ethan Wright uh, uh, body type. He has very short arms, but body type wise, he uh, he looks he looks like a great wrestler. He does he pulls off some great moves. And Marino is all gas, no breaks out there. And this was a great match. Um, and I was very much into the um, will Ethan Wright win this match because he is the Academy Killer. Where will they go? Um, that kind of thing. Um, I think it's time for a little bit of soul searching for Marino. Um, he did, he kind of under delivered in this, in this show so far. Um, but, uh, it, it, good match way to get the point across and way to get Ethan Wright across. I still need Ethan Wright to give me some more personality sometimes in the ring and sometimes out of the ring. It's like watching paint dry. I need more, I need more fire from him. He's just, there's something missing. I love the gimmick, but there's something still missing. I, I don't know if you guys notice it, but it's still there. So, um, good match way to get over the gimmick that he has. I was sad for Marino because Marino is, is the tag champ, but you know, there's still something that's not quite sitting right with me with Ethan, Wright. How about you butters? I don't know, man. I'm all in on Ethan right now. This, this was the turning point match for me. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm all in on him. I, I like the gimmick. Um, I, I know his, his moveset now. So, like, I know when certain things are coming, he has a really good fisherman suplex. Um, he hit that really nice superplex, like, off the top top rope, which was real good. Um, I think he's he's got all the tools. I can understand where you're coming from, but there's still something missing there. Maybe it's a bit of charisma. I don't know. Uh, that's not for me to really say. I just I feel like he's there for me. I, I dig it. I, I'm, I'm ready for this. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's really been... Uh, in this last like half of these tapings, he's been really there. Like I really dig him. Like he's they did a good job building him up, and I'm I'm interested in his storyline with being the Academy Killer, all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, I'm I'm in on Ethan right now. They did their job. They got me to like him. So maybe if he had more of like a hunter's mentality, you know, like when they talk to him about how maybe if he kind of can get it out that he's literally hunting down all the academy graduates to beat them. Maybe I could go, I could get a hundred percent right now. I'm about 80% in. There's just something that's not connecting with me about Ethan, Wright. I, I don't, I just can't put my finger on it. Um, but, but good for what it was tonight. I mean, it, it really also highlighted that Marino's in trouble here in this tournament. So, um, I think PME in general is in trouble, but, um, you know, the, the, the Ethan Wright gimmick is almost there. It's just there's something just not clicking with me yet. What do you think, Summers? I think this is my podcast. <laughs> well, I want to know your opinion, man. I'm, I'm interested in this. What do you got? Uh, I think what's missing with him is is what you hit on the head butters. I think it's charisma. Like he, that's what I think the biggest thing he really lacks. But I think a lot of things can make up for that. Like something I have wanted from early on something we've seen teased, something we've seen at a live show and something we're going to see later on here in this episode. So we'll see as everything progresses in the next, you know, month or two, if we, we see more of that particular thing. But I think there, there's a lot more we need to see with him, especially because he seems to lack charisma. But I think that there's still a lot of skill there. I think one thing that gets me with him, and that's why I, why I lean towards charisma, I think during the last episode when I was listening to him talk, I was like, I don't like his cadence. Mm -hmm. Like it's like the way he talks just bugged me. And I, I'm not exactly sure why. And I don't think it's like, oh, you know, you know, he's supposed to do that. Like, I don't know. It, there, there was something about how he talks that comes off as off to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I think we're on the same page as far as he goes. There's just something in his voice. There's something in, in just the presentation that's just not not clicking with me yet. But I, I do think he has the look and the in-ring skill mm-hmm. as kind of just that little bit of charisma or whatever it is to snap everything together or just to, to make him, because I don't even want to say snap together, but at least make him go to the next level. Because he's a guy that I've, you know, I've seen outside of AIW and, you know, I, I didn't feel as, you know, captivated of watching him as I did, you know, Ziggy before she was in AIW, Jocelyn before she was in AIW, you know, uh, you know, Brickster before he was in AIW. So, you know, maybe he's in a good spot to to learn whatever it is he needs, though. I feel like yeah. AIW will give him those tools. He'll, he'll figure it out. Um I think with us seeing more live shows, I think we might, you know, see a more updated version of him. Obviously, you know, these were, were taped a while back. So, like, we're going to get part of this story. But I think seeing him, you know, maybe he's leaps and bounds live. Like, uh, I feel like he had a bit a bit of a better presence live um, at the two last two live shows. So maybe there's something there with that. Maybe he maybe they are working on that with him. We'll see that down the road. Um Next time we see him live. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we see some more with him, especially the one particular thing that I hinted at. Any other thoughts on this match? I'm just more I'm, I'm I like the, the other side of it, too. The other side of the coin is what's Marino going to do now? Let's we, we're he's going to he's 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 down and out right now. I mean, if you if it stopped tomorrow, he doesn't get in the tournament. So, um you know, where does this, where does PME, where does Marino go? How does he fix that? Um, coming from a, a team that's so successful to a singles run, that's not. So that's going to be something interesting to keep an eye on. Anything else from you, Butters? Uh, no, uh, that is interesting. Like, yeah, he's not successful sing- in singles, but like he's still tag champ. I mean, there, there's not really, I think he's a, he's a player here, but I don't think he's an integral part of everything. Um, as much as like, maybe we were led to maybe believe, I think he was just, you know, he's there, he's tag champ. So there's some, you know, credibility to him in the matches, but, uh, it's also going to give credibility to the guys that need a little bit, um, from him when they beat him. So, uh, the question is now, will we see Ethan Wright get a tag team partner? It'll be the Duke. <laughs> that would be interesting. All right. It was, uh, Ethan Wright beating Marino Tanaglia, and uh, this is going to be a little fun this week because we do have times from at Ref Jayhawk, but we also have times from Cage Match. Like, oh. the show was only over about an hour and a half ago, and uh, uh, we got times, and there are some discrepancies between the two. So according to, we'll start off with Jayhawk. He had the match at 8 minutes and 42 seconds, and Cage Match has it at 8 minutes and 40 seconds. I mean, granted, it's going to be a couple second difference between the two. It's not like, oh, he has it at 8 minutes, and uh, Cage Match has it at 9 and a half minutes. Like, oh, no, like, obviously, there's it's going to be minor, but it's kind of curious or kind of interesting to see the difference of time between these two, and there's actually at least one, maybe, uh, maybe two matches that are actually the same so that's i find that interesting all right butters what was next uh we got ethan wright coming through the curtain uh cuts a bit of a promo uses a water bottle uh to to get a drink which was interesting i'm pretty sure that was a water bottle from the bitcoin boys (laughs) because i've seen that water bottle (laughs) before sprayed at me uh hopefully there was no glitter or anything in it because that'd probably be pretty gross after or like (laughs) conditioner or something Okay, for those who, uh, for the hold on for those who don't know, when the Bitcoin boys came out pre-pandemic, they always sprayed these water bottles at us, and like I swear to you, there was definitely something more than water in there, because I know what water looks like, and I know what look what the look of everything in that bottle, and I think there was like a like a fragrance to it too. So when I saw him drink that, I'm like, oh, I hope I hope that's just water, not everything else the Bitcoin boys have put in there. <laughs> All right, continue. Well, you you want to talk about that backstage vignette? What was Mikey wearing in that vignette? <laughs> oh, well, we'll we'll get there, butter. So, uh, so yeah. After he kind of talks about that, uh, we pan over and there, Mikey's clapping very very hard, and Duke is just kind of doing a slow clap. 
there's a little bit of tension there, a little bit of uh, interest from the Duke because, you know, now uh, with that win, Ethan is the new leader on the board. So uh, kind of interesting. And then, of course, like we we know Mikey and the Duke are we have they have a match tonight. So that's going to play in everything. We've we've seen a lot with Ethan Wright and the Duke. You know, that's kind of what I was hinting at. It's like everything with those two. Are we going to see more or or what? So that whole thing in general is very interesting. Yeah, Mike Mikey's a student, but he's Duke's student. So it's 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 okay. According <laughs> to Duke. And then yes, let's talk about Jay Gold. Let's talk about what Mikey was wearing because once again he was looking like a serial killer. Well, what the hell was that giant, oversized, giant, snuggy sweatshirt thingy he was wearing? That I mean, I I, I don't. I don't know what what that why you needed that before a wrestling match, but each his own. That's what Mikey does. He kind of you know you you can expect some of those things, but yeah, that was he looked like a, a TV infomercial in that thing. Insert a comment about the snuggy. Snuggy, that's what it was. Snuggy, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that works. I was gonna say Mikey Mon Snuggery, but I'm like that. That sounds dumb. I, I know I just said it, but I didn't say it as the joke. I'm like, yeah, this was going through my head, and there's a reason why I didn't say it. Because that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, What was next? Oh, man. So then we got to uh, get a nice little vignette about Mikey Montgomery. So we get to learn about him. Yeah, Mikey's an awkward little fella, but he, <laughs> uh, but he, he's growing on me so much that, uh, you know, anytime uh, the Bitcoin boys, uh, if if this is what their goal was for AIW to get people, you know, to to really get invested, I'm all in on the Bitcoin boys. And uh, yeah, for for watching Mikey and his his awkward movements and his 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 funky glasses and his little pencil mustache and whatever else he's doing in there, um, I'm all in on on both those guys. Uh, so yeah, it was that that vignette was was fun. It was out of character a little bit. Um, you got to see, you know, kind of what the man is like, and and good. It was it was definitely something that I think uh, they they could have put on in week two or three, and I would have been sold on them there too. But it, it was a good it was a good video. The part that cracked me up was uh, Mikey doing his slow mo bit in the fog machine, and he was coughing. <laughs> yep. I realized in this episode, Mikey is funnier than I've realized, and I fucking love him for it. Shout out to Ed from Pod Van Dam for always being on the Mikey Montgomery bandwagon. Yeah, he's been on since day one. All right, and uh, that led us into our next match. Next up, we had bulking season Arthur McArthur and Chuck Stone versus Mikey Montgomery and the Duke. Thoughts on the match, Butters? Uh, it's a really good tag match. They they really played some interesting stuff with like Mikey trying to do double team moves and Duke not knowing what Mikey was going for. Uh, Cause they haven't tagged before. Um, so that was kind of fun, which at the same time, I'm like, well, he has watched them tag before, so he should know some stuff. Right. Um, I, I really like bulking season. Uh, this match was, like I said, a lot of fun. I, I really want to see them go up against uh, Bitcoin again uh, and like give them like some type of like two out of three falls. I think that could be a lot of fun. Uh, Chuck Stone hit a uh, tilt a whirl or not tilt a whirl slam, but uh, a side slam like black hole slam almost. Yep, ridiculous on Mikey. Oh my god, it was gross. How many times is Chuck Stone gonna kill Mikey? He has killed him several times. <laughs> yes, and Mikey That's... keeps getting up. So I mean, not doing that good of a job of it. Yeah, Charles Hamburger just puts a every time he gets a chance, he puts. The big old bombs to Mikey, the headbutt, <laughs> the pop up headbutt, the spinning black hole slam, that power bomb backbreaker he did back in uh, April. I mean, Mikey can. <laughs> I, I love, I love Mikey's like '90s styrofoam cup tights. Those are awesome. Um, but um, yeah, he really does just beat the living crap out of Mikey when he gets a chance. And and Mikey and the Duke worked perfectly together. Is exactly what I asked of them. Last week when we were talking about, I wanted to see like little dog, big dog type of thing. And, and Duke, uh, uh, did some of the big power moves and Mikey did the, the, you know, the flippy boy stuff. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was good stuff. And, 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 you know, 
I, I think uh, Arthur MacArthur got hit in the jumblies at one point at the end there and, and knocked him back a couple of generations. Um, so we had a little bit of everything in that match. There was a little chicanery. You had Eric Taylor with the run in. Um, that was, it, that was a, that's what I meant by like chaotic and hectic night tonight. That match was all sorts of chaotic and hectic. One little thing that I noticed when I put on my personal Twitter and uh, nobody got it, or at least nobody seen it. I had no idea Mikey Montgomery was a huge fan of Maine. Cause if you look on the back of his tights, it said at ME. That's the Twitter handle for Maine. Yeah, man, that one went way over my head even when you posted on. I was like, what is he talking about? I was going to ask you about the state? that. The state of Maine? The state of Maine, yes. That is the, because tw- I've, I've seen him in those tights before, and I get it, you know, you know, at me. So, okay. Something that told me, I'm like, okay, that's a really easy Twitter handle. Like, two letters. Somebody has to have that. Who the, who the fuck has at me? So I typed it in, and it's the state of Maine. Yeah, that was lost. You lost me there in, in the wash on that one. But I did put at me like all you got to do is like click on it, touch it, and it'll take you to main Twitter. Of course, I was like, how the why the fuck does Maine have its own Twitter? And I'm mean, granted Ohio probably has one, New York, New Jersey, blah, blah, blah. But I follow people, not states or company like I follow companies and like, I'm, hey, what's going That's on? In, Forest in this? Bureau. Yeah. So, yeah. But Duke got some money again. And so did Mikey. And Arthur is uh, continuing to stay off the board. And I think uh, old Chuck, too, are going to be, you know, at the bottom. They got kind of swindled into that match. Um, And you got a chance to see every I mean, everybody was asking where Eric Taylor was. And and ta-da, there he is right at at the end there to uh, to ensure the victory. So uh, you got a little bit of everything at the end of this one. Yes, it was Mikey pinning Arthur to uh, win the match for him and the Duke. Yeah, that Spike Duke driver was real cool, too. Yes, yes, I was going to mention that. That was very cool. That was a good use of uh, both men on that one, and, and Duke really put him, in, put him down on that one. Looked good. And with that, we got a top spot tie. Which that would be the Duke and Ethan. Yes, sir. So that match, Jayhawk had it at 10 minutes and 2 seconds. Cage match has it at 10 minutes and 1 second. <laughs> What happened next, Butters? Oh, man, we got that 2019 Jail It Weekend commercial. Uncut. Uncensored. I, I still love it. I love all the name drops of everybody on that show, too. And that was only two years ago. <laughs> oh, actually, I forgot to put that in my notes. Good call on that one. Aha. Uh-huh. Going back and forth between... <laughs> skip it this week. Damn, we could have <laughs> skipped it. <laughs> Going back and forth between Twitter and my notes, like I just overlooked it. I was probably tweeting something. Uh, what was next after that? Oh man, we got a uh, Josh Bishop vignette, which I love. This, I love this vignette. Fucking Bishop, just yeah. fucking. I don't give a fuck. He's a big, scary, dominant beast of a champion. Um, and that's exactly every time I see, and I've said this to you guys over and over again. AIW has they just package their champion better than anybody else. Bishop is in place no matter where they go to whenever that man is in the room, when he's standing over somebody, when he's when he's face to face with an opponent, whether he goes out and does signings, he's the largest, scariest man in the room. And that's how they promote him. And that's how he looks. And the vignette is no different. They don't forget that they're, he's the double champ. Nobody beats him. He's a monster. And he's going to talk like a monster. He doesn't care who who he's going to face. I love it. Every time he's on the screen, I love it. I love his presentation. It is, you know, they can joke that he's baby Sid, but that's exactly what Sid should have been like when Sid was in his prime. Instead, he was just this goof who couldn't cut a promo and made himself look like an idiot on several occasions. Bishop is never that, will never be that. It is a, it is the perfect way to present your champion. What were your thoughts on a Butters? I mean, that's, that's it, man. He's, he's the man. So I'm super excited that, uh, you know, they kind of threw this together for us uh, to let us know we get a title defense next week. And he said, anybody, he wants some competition. He wants somebody. So we're getting a title match next week and it's going to be somebody with some competition. And uh, I can't wait to see that. Anytime we get to see Bishop wrestle, it's a, it's a pleasure. He's fucking awesome. I don't know. Ethan Wright being the Academy killer. 
Gotta go for, gotta go for the big dog. I mean, that's what I, I want to say. Pup, I think that puppy needs to stay on the porch because uh, <laughs> ship, ship ain't fucking letting him walk in that yard. Trust me. Oh, I want to see that match so bad. Maybe we'll see that in July. That'd be cool. Oh, hell, maybe we'll see that uh, here in June. Major announcement. I'm, I'm starting to think that's going to be another fucking mystery show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Or we might get, I don't know. Yeah. Never know. That, I was kind of hoping we'd get Bishop and Cardona because I kind of want to see that match. I want to see Bishop uh, have some fun with Cardona. I think that could be interesting. Maybe break his other eye socket. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to see that. I got it. We got to leave something for Nick Gage to kill. So we, we, <laughs> we want to keep Cardona like standing up and in good. Well, also, too, like we got to make sure he's in good stands for Ohio, uh, Toy Ohio the next day. I mean, they could walk him in there and set him down and he can just, you know, smile, smile with bandages over his face because he can't see. He'll be all right. We've already sure seen Bishop there in his place. And, you know, that's the better photo op anyway. The champ with both belts. So <laughs> we've already seen Cardona in a in a cast and wheelchair. You got, you know, got pushed off the stage by Kane and give him deja vu race and everything. Yep. Um, Bishop's going to send him off uh, the balcony in a wheelchair. (laughs) I know we got, we got to save something for gauge like that's don't, don't six months. We'll, we'll get the gauge match. We got, we got to get gauge and mocks first. Once we get that out of the way, then it's time to to tear up Cardona. Don't deprive me of this match. I've been wanting it for like a year now. Don't, don't you do it butters just because you can't (laughs) see Ethan page at AIW anymore. Cause you're shitty ass luck. Don't, don't put this on me. <laughs> the curse, man. I got to move the curse to somebody else. So I'm cool. I got, I got my double champ. So I'm cool. No, no, you're not. <laughs> All right. That got us into our next match. Next up TKD versus Trey Lamar is TKD even on the board. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, he's got a thousand. He's got one. Okay. Couldn't remember if I feel like I haven't seen Trey Lamar in, in a month. So I was like, oh shit, that's right. Trey Lamar is in this. And he's, he's been in second place for a hot minute. So <laughs> yeah, this one, this one wasn't my favorite. Um, out of, out of a lot of these matches that have come out, I, I thought it was kind of, uh, TKD came off kind of sloppy. Um, I have, I have, I feel like TKD, the way he looks, he should be wrestling in like a cardigan. Um, he doesn't, he, he doesn't exude that, like, you know, he's he, the, the kicks and everything. There's just, there's just some sort of, there's a disconnect there when he throws his kicks. I think he should be throwing them with more nastiness on him. Um, and I think the match was kind of sloppy. Uh, Trey, Trey is great and you can only save as much as you can, but, um, it just did, this match didn't do it for me at all tonight. I, 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 Trey is, is going to move up and, do what he's going to do um, against higher level talent. You know, uh, um, I think he's going to, he, Trey does his thing, but I don't know. Just tonight, this, this match kind of disappointed me. TKD needs to grow a mullet and uh, learn uh, about Jerry Flynn. Jerry Flynn could teach him lots of things. That's right. And I, I think, I think if he, if he could channel his inner Jerry Flynn or um, his inner glacier or something, just throw those kicks with some intention, you know, like, Make your, your, if your gimmick is you're, you're, you're going to do martial arts. Let me see you get in there and, and, and really lay it in. Um, I feel like there was a little too much, uh, there's a little too much hesitancy in what he does. Um, and the match kind of showed it. So that's all I got for this one. It just, it just didn't, it didn't fit with the hectic chaoticness of what this night was. So that's all. So what you're saying is you want to see TKD become tag team partners with Philip Cardigan. Oh, Phil Cardigan. Sure, sure. I just need to see TKD somebody light a fire up under his ass and let him go out there and kind of Shibata somebody or do something with those kicks because I just didn't feel like they were. He's. I feel like he's he's way too hesitant. He's just kind of holding back. It's like, come on, man, get in there and throw something. Like get get a big. You know, you're gonna you're gonna throw those like those big high kicks or that that reverse where he's kind of ducks down and then throws his kick up over his head. Come on, man, lay that in there. Like, let me hear that pop. But, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of takes away from his character. If you're going to go out there in a gi with the sleeves cut off, let me see him beat the crap out of somebody. 
use those kick pads, you know? Um, so I was, that's, that's where my, my disappointment came from there. I feel like what you want to see is blood sport. And what we have is the karate kid. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes. I'd like to see some blood sport and we have foot fist way out there. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm, what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with the karate kid. Karate kid and blood sport are definitely not the same type of fighting. Yes, but you, if you're in a wrestling ring and you're fighting to get into this tournament, you better be doing some blood sport. You got to be scratching and clawing. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily agree. To, like, I, I just feel like, like you have these like really weird expectations for it. Like I said, you want blood sport and it's Karate Kid, and I've watched the Karate yeah. Kid, and even I said like I like blood sport more, but it basically like it's definitely two different things. Yeah, no, I dig it. Uh, I, I really wanted something more urgent. I want more urgency because it's there's an only you only have a finite amount of time. So I wanted more urgency as opposed to, you know, the the, uh, you know, the the uh, tournament that that, uh, you know, with no urgency. I, I just need more. I need more. The, the the light needs to turn green and everybody needs to go, um, you know, because you never know when you're going to be stopped. Anything else from you, Butters? No, no. Good. I, I, this was pretty short. It was like, what, five minutes or something? It just it's real quick. Trey is Trey, and I'm excited that he's he's in the... The the tippy top there. That's good stuff. Trey Lamar made TKD tap for the win. And according to Ref Jayhawk, that was five minutes and 15 seconds. And according to Cage Match, it was five minutes and 15 seconds. We have a t- an agreement on time. <laughs> We've come to an agreement. And we have a three-way tie. So that means also, like, as this night progressed... A winner from every match, and granted, Mikey won, but he wasn't necessarily in this discussion, but yeah, the Duke, so Ethan Wright, the Duke, Trey Lamar, all, as of right now, three-way tie. Yeah. What was next? Uh, we got Derek Dillinger on Frankie Flynn, and then he made his intentions known that he doesn't want the absolute title, he doesn't want the tag titles, he wants that intense title, because the people that trained him never want it, and that's the belt he wants. All right, Jay Gold, time to shine. Uh- <laughs> yep. My man, Derek, that's what I'm talking about. Look at that. The vignette was perfect. The story that they set up is perfect. We understood what Frankie was, what Derek was in the production. Um, you can see how they both went off in different directions, so to speak. Ha, Derek direction. Um, but, uh, you know, Derek's promos are really, really, they're, they're next level. The, I love when Derek just says he's just going to beat the shit out of Frankie. I like I like honest to the point of what Derek wants, and that's what I've been envisioning the entire time is that he's going to win the intense title. Um, I don't know how you get there, but he's going to get there. Um, and and yeah, that the vignette was perfect. Tonight's all the vignettes that that Steve Guy produced tonight were perfect. Let's give him again lots and lots of credit because his his vision there for these vignettes is is makes everything better. And uh, and this one is no no different. It made you know you just flesh out Derek's character even more. And uh, yeah, bravo to Steve Guy on these because these were super super intense and super um, um, engaging for the audience tonight. So so yeah, that's what I, I liked about that one too. It's been great to watch Derek evolve through AIW. You know, you know he talked about you know he, you know he remembers being a fan. I remember him at the merch tables selling merch for other wrestlers and then him getting, you know, the, the shot in absolution and then forming the production and so much great shit has come after that with all the evolutions of the production and how he has changed within the group and his style and his presentation. There's so much to love there. I mean, he's homegrown. He's as homegrown as you can get. Uh, I mean, it, it just, um, you know, it, it, it just it's he's a testament to what AIW school is. And, and I can, you know, I would understand as all the AIW faithful have watched him kind of grow that you're going to root for somebody like that. And even though he's supposed to be, you know, a heel, you know, you can't help but want to root for him or or Frankie. So, you know, the the, the evolution of Derek and his vignettes get better and better as they've gone on throughout the years. And we could see this story between Frankie and Derek go on forever. Because they're going to be tied from the moment that the production started, which brought in Derek and, you know, the lifespan of that group. And now the I don't even want to say the breakup, because like Frankie has really been a part of the production for 
you know, before the pandemic. Like, I think we're talking the beginning of 2019 and there's been a lot of twists and turns and all that. And, you know, Frankie's still here to go up against Eric. Also, a uh, shout out to uh, Colby Red for being in one of the pictures of the production because I saw that. I was like, oh, there, there he is. It's the one that everybody forgets about. So that got us into the match. Frankie Flynn versus Derek Dillinger. Thoughts on the match, Jay Gold? Uh, match was 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 good. It was short and to the point. Um, you know, Frankie, they kept putting over Frankie's head, the metal plate in his head and the wires going on the back of his head or whatever it was. That was kind of comical. Um, but, yeah, it was hard hitting. Both guys really were laying into each other. There was a uh, a segment, I think, where Frankie kind of did a, like a cross body into, you know, into a set of fists. You could just tell both guys. I think Derek's uh, uh, that movie does where I think it's a. Uh, what is it like a German into the turnbuckles or almost like a buckle bomb? Um, sunset flip. Yeah, sunset flip into a into the bomb. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, really hard hitting, really good. Uh, Thorne and Wadsworth really kept the story going. So um, yeah, it was a good match, good for what it needed to be, um, and and kept my attention. And and you know, having Ziggy at ringside doesn't hurt either. So good stuff. Yeah, Derek selling his hand when he like hit Frankie in the head, and then like Thorne and Wadsworth going on a rant about uh, cyborgs and <laughs> all that, and like him having wires in his head, and it just—I was like, "What the hell is going on?" It was, was laughing pretty hard. Uh, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and like we got to see more of Derek on this. Uh, we got to see you know more of his move set, more of his uh, doing those triple elbows. A lot, of, a lot of fun stuff in this. It was good stuff. And I really wouldn't want to take that uh, Sunset Flip Bomb into the turnbuckle. That looks gross. Yeah, that one looks like it hurts. So it was Derek Dillinger pinning Frankie Flynn for the win. And according to Ref Jayhawk, that was 5 minutes and 39 seconds. And according to Cage Match, 5 minutes and 40 seconds. Butters, what was next? Uh, we got told to go check out DylanPostle.com. Go to the website. Go visit the website of our little friend. What was after that? We saw a bag with a tag title, a PME jacket, and Biggins Bucks in it. And somebody's hand came into the frame and took the money. A mystery is afoot. It only took till week nine to show me to show us somebody stealing money. But there it is. There's the the biggest plot twist out of the whole season so far. Somebody just jacking money right out of the bags of pme um why pme would leave all that money just laying in the bag like that whichever whoever it was whether it was marino or or philly who knows but a a sausagey hand reached in there and took out all that money and who knows where that's going to be we'll have to wait till next week to find out or even if we don't find out next week we we find out you know weeks later maybe this same person steals from somebody else because this is something that I, I wanted to see from we did the preview because that whole thing of like everybody has to keep track of their own biggins bucks. So I was like, OK, I want to see money get stolen. I don't know who it would be. I don't know who it would be from, but just let me see somebody stealing money. Or I even thought maybe it's something we don't see on camera where we see like all of a sudden, let's say Derek Dillinger has two thousand extra dollars and another wrestler whoever it may be like they're missing two thousand dollars they don't necessarily come out and say it but it's like oh shit i can't find my money right? yeah they go to the banker to give in their sums so they can play in the so they can go into the tournament and they reach in their bag and they realize they don't have their money and they can't get into the tournament that would be something yeah yeah uh, between the two of them they, there was four thousand biggins bucks there so that would put somebody right at the top of the leaderboard uh whoever took it i mean if they came in and they didn't even have a match they're right at the top of the leaderboard now just with that one swipe but the question for that would be did they steal from one or both right uh don't know but it's possible they could have snagged them all if they kept them in the same bag i don't think they did i think it was just one person but it's very possible ideally if it was all the pme's money you know who I'd like to see be the one to steal it? <sighs> Razor oh. sharp. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> I actually thought it'd be really funny if it was one of uh, To Infinity and Beyond, <laughs> as much as he, they hate them. Uh, that would be kind of funny. But Razor Sharp coming in and taking the money would be um, um, amazing. Yes, that would be really great, too. That's, just, that's, I'm not going to lie there. <laughs> just Razor sitting there with his Atlanta Falcons uh, wide receiver gloves counting the money. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened. I just found this on the floor. <laughs> sitting there doing the cabbage patch. <laughs> counting his money while he's doing the cabbage patch. Yeah, and, and my notes for this, the only thing I wrote was thief. Yeah, big exclamation points on that one. All right, and then uh, after that, we got into our main event. Pretty Boy Smooth versus Kaplan. This match was built up from last week. We had the vignette this week. Thoughts on a jiggled? I mean, it, it was a little short for my liking, but I like seeing, uh, I, I just love the big men, the big hosses just beating the crap out of each other. Um, you know, there was, a, there was tons and tons of animosity. Kaplan wasn't backing down. He didn't want to hear it, you know, and he just went in there and they, these guys slugged. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, once we look at the cage match or the Jayhawk times, but it wasn't that long of a match, but these guys, I mean, it, the, the ring, the, they bounced a few times. These two guys, they're just big dudes smashing into each other. And, and yeah, that's exactly what we want out of a Kaplan match, right? Just a glorious mess every time. Butters. Yeah. These are just, uh, Two big meaty men. That's that's all it was. Just smacking each other around. Kaplan is no slouch competitor, but he was going up against PB Smooth, a former AIW tag team champion and a former AIW absolute champion. So this is kind of what I expected out of him. It was PB Smooth pinning Kaplan for the win. And according to Jayhawk, four minutes and two seconds. According to Cage Match, four minute and two seconds. So another agreement in times. Synergy, but that finish was uh, that that finish that PB put on Kaplan. Kaplan hitting the hitting the mat hard. He he hit hard. Like that was that that's what they call a no doubter. When PB put him down, you knew he wasn't going to pick his arm. He wasn't going to get out of that. So yeah. um yeah, that was that was a pretty good exclamation point on the uh on the match for PB. All right, Butters, how did the episode end? Ah, to close the episode, PB made his way back through the curtain, and uh, Rip City was there waiting on him. And he basically said, you know, I know you guys set that up, and uh, I don't know what the hell was going on. Rip City was doing some Rip City equations or some shit. I don't know. It was uh, pretty interesting. Was it supposed to be like the Scott Steiner math promo, kind of? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, but it wasn't like they were really blatantly going for that. It was just, I don't know what they were trying to go for. But we do know that uh, Wes Barkley uh, thinks that he can beat PB, so maybe we'll see that. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one to see. And then, of course, we didn't really talk about it. That Did that put, that put PB in first place too, right? Yep, four-way tie, first place. So, the, So for the first time since the beginning, such... A large field. We have not even just a, a tie. We have a four-way tie for first place. Yeah, I'm curious to see where we're going to go next week. Whether we see maybe some people put up their money or a four-way between all these competitors, or I don't know. Like, uh, it's got to be something. Duke, what, what if Duke's hand was the one that stole that money? Then you have somebody up at first place. You're not going to find out till next week. Yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't want it to be the Duke only because that was my first thought. And I don't want to be right on my first thought on that. Like I wanted to be like, that's, that's why I said razor sharp. It should be too obvious. Yeah. Like it, that's too obvious that it could have been Duke. So could it have been Brian Carson sneaking around. Yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking of. Like he doesn't have much, maybe he needed a little bit of money. So get himself back into the, the game there. That's right. Bolt you right back into contention when you take that. But we know next week we get uh, Josh Bishop defending the belt, so it's going to be good stuff. All right. Final thoughts on the episode. Start with Butters. Uh, keep on chugging along, man. This is another uh, good episode. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I'm excited. It didn't beat last week's, but it was still a lot of fun. I'm excited to see where we uh, keep heading. How about you, Jay Gold? Yep. I love the chaos and the hecticness of this episode this week. Uh, I like the twist. 
with the um I like the twist with the uh stealing money um and I liked the vignettes this week really well produced again nice job Steve guy uh, those were those were awesome so the good, good hectic chaotic mess of a, of an episode and it was good stuff all right last minute plugs before we go start with Jay Gold nope just Jay Gold on Twitter Butters. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find my podcast, IWTV Guide, on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. And, of course, you can find myself at JSummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers. Email, if you so choose a desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.podbean.com, and you can find all the links for all the social media and every place you can find the show in our link tree in this episode's show notes. You can also check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, The Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The Indie Cast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, The Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mikes, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends, such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, The Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if you are in a four-way tie for first place. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet, praying in your day, in the middle of the week, and you gotta love the show, yeah you know it holds a title for the best podcast, talking wrestling in Ohio, finishing a cold one, take a load off, we ain't all about the prohibition like Josh, so we cheers, and then we sit back, other shows are in the trash, kinda like they Nick Stapp, like the name is Matt Justice, wearing all the gold, Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week